acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Listening to Waiting on Reparations, a production of iHeartRadio. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I'm wishing there were six of me. One to find a husband I could trust to feed me breakfast and a lunch to keep his dick hard mouth shut in the kitchen clean. One to sit between Dickinson and Link when commission meets. One for giving hickeys and swilling whiskey like Listerine, chasing her down when dark and stormy. Still, the bar is closing up at Little Kings. One to feel my sob before me, go depressive, man, it for me, standing for me out in Arkansas before me. Maybe then I get some sleep. Speaking of which, I probably need the fifth to live in infamy so I can live in peace. But if I'm splitting six, which is easy the centerpiece, who the fuck is Mariah and what the fuck okay. is identity? I said, welcome to the bottom of the barrel. Cops you UJ walk and put the Glock to your apparel Lock you in the box for all the pots that's in your marrow And even taking walks and make a target for an arrow I dare you to come let these crackers put you on a curfew Or you could keep it real and let these silly niggas murk you I tell you what the deals, we really ain't got no virtue Survivor requires work and nobody really deserves you And life is giving them curves you strike Probably solve it all if all our worlds unite People worth the sight, ain't got shit nigga, my purse is tight Heard it right, post a picture here to frame a perfect life Nothing worse than hype, nigga and all can serve the worst of slights Financial rigor mortis got you throwing fists Now all your shit's distorted you was talking slick, now you just sipping porridge. Penny pinch, of course, which makes you sick of poor shit. Instead of sitting gorgeous, creditors got picks and torches. Hey, Nigga. welcome to Waiting on Reparations. Hurry up. My name's Dope Knife. And I'm Lingua Franca, reporting to you live from, not live, reporting to you hot, <laughs> coming in hot, coming in hot from Athens, Georgia. At an undisclosed time. Undisclosed place. This is actually episode zero of the Waiting on Reparations podcast. And in the tradition of all episode zeros, like, 
Like I don't know. Do do you know what episode? What what, a, what is episode or issue zero is? It's like the epicenter. It's like the ground zero. It's like the the detonation point for the whole thing. It's like the start of the show, before the start of the show. Right. You know it's I mean? like it's like the Garden of Eden. You know, back in the day, like in in comic books, they would always have an issue zero, but it would come out long after the comic book has been around. But it would just be kind of like. What are you, some kind of nerd or something? Yeah, I mean, you would think so, right? <laughs> but, like, if you know the standard story, like, Spider-Man, right? Then, like, there would be an issue zero, and it's like, what, what did he do in school that day before he got bitten by the radioactive spider? So it is then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, so yeah. this is kind of like that. It's like, you know, who, yeah, who are we? Yeah, so who are we? Who are you? Um, who, yeah. are you who are you? Who am I? Yeah, so... Um, I'm going to answer a question with a question. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Lingua Franca, um, hip-hop artist, uh, county commissioner here in Athens, Georgia. For about a year and a half now, I'm also getting my PhD at the University of Georgia. Go dogs. Um, in language and literacy education. So I study hip-hop language and culture and how it can be used in the classroom and stuff like that. And also I'm very involved in politics and so I'm interested in the overlaps between the dimensions of the political realm and the realm of hip-hop. When did you get into hip-hop? So it's a funny story because it's also the story of how I met you in the first place. Wait, um, wait, you, you, the story of how you got into hip-hop? Well, got into hip-hop in terms of being a performer. Okay, I, well, yes, let's, let's take it, let's take take it, it all the way back. Let's, yeah, because like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But yeah, like, so, like, how did you get into hip-hop just in general? Because, I mean, that matters because that has to happen first before you get into the performing aspect. That's true. I mean, I was a passive hip-hop listener throughout, like, my childhood and, like, early adolescence. I was around a lot of, like, cyphers and, like, people who thought they could rap good and most of whom were like dudes and so I kind of stayed out of it just like had my little pen and pad on the sidelines like writing rhymes until um frankly like I was in I got into um I was in graduate school and I had like been into spoken word I've been in freestyle and stuff like that but like I started to really find a sense of identity in hip-hop listening to hip-hop that um, I felt like challenged the stereotype of what hip-hop could be. Folks like Aesop Rock, for example, and like Skeleton came out, I was like, oh man, hip-hop can be this too. Like this can also embrace like the nerdy sides of me, the dark sides of me in terms of like being a crazy person. Um, and so... And still be cool. And still be cool and still, yeah, and be fantastical and be all these things. And so like my inner like, you know, book reading literary ass like nerdy black girl like finally found like a space within the genre and uh decided to like start making my own music and you know three years later four years later fucking traveling around the country and stuff playing shows you know doing my thing thing so who are you um i am dope knife i'm a rapper producer illustrator Sometimes filmmaker from uh, Savannah, Georgia. I'd rather slave away to think of something to say. So when it comes to putting words together, dog, I'm a lap rap. With that, I still love my son if he's gay. But I kick him out the motherfucking house if he raps whack. One mic, two mics, three mics, four. Fuck Mike. Said everybody down. Kind of found a little audience for myself, so I've been making music independently for about a decade now. I didn't grow up in the States. You know, my, my father uh, worked for the State Department when I was a kid, so we used to travel 
from country to country, you know, growing up. And um, we'd always, you know, I was always in American schools abroad or international schools abroad. So there wasn't that sort of, uh, you know, hey, hip hop is like this new fresh thing. It just wasn't there and it wasn't present for me like that. So when I did get into high school, and I think I was in Singapore at the time, um, and I did start meeting people who were like DJs and, break dancers and stuff like that who were who were in school with me and it was like oh man so like there's like this whole other world that seems like dangerous and not a lot of people do it you know what i mean it, mm-hmm. it just had had this like countercultural vibe to it that was cool from the surface level so then when i started becoming a participant in it and started researching it more and learning more about it and then you learn more about like why hip-hop was started in the first place going to hip-hop events and b-boy jams and battles and graffiti contests and stuff like that and just getting immersed in the culture do you feel like you use hip-hop in your everyday life today um i mean yeah but in subtle ways stuff that's kind of hard to articulate like i think to the way that i think of hip-hop it's in the way that i speak it's in how I dress. Not to sound corny, but like I look at hip hop uh, as kind of like a spiritual experience for me. Yeah. I really want to talk about how we met because I think it's really funny. Okay. Yeah. The story of how Lingua Franca and Dope Knife met. I was on this little string where one thing was leading to another, and I was opening up for this cat, and I was opening up for that cat. And I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. open, you know. And then it got to the point where it's like, oh, you know, do you want to open up for Sage Francis in Atlanta? I was like, yeah, you know, that sounds like a plan, you know. So I go down there and I open up and it was like one of the illest shows that I've done. Felt like I rocked it, got off stage, like people bought a bunch of merch in the uh I came up to you and I was like, oh my god, you were so great. Oh, you should come play in Athens, Georgia. I'm not gonna imitate that one. And and uh my friend who I was with like made fun of me and like play where in Athens, Georgia. And, like Athens is like the whitest town <laughs> in America, which is not true, but like as a white kid, he, you know, being a dick. <laughs> um Etc. And you, you, you were still like, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 you know, I'll come up sometime. We'll play a show. It'll be. I was also like, just got off stage mode too, so it was like, yeah, yeah, somebody's like talking. So it's anyone like, Word, saying yeah, anything Athens. to you, you're just like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. Right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. CD's Ted. <laughs> but it stuck with me. I was like, I'm gonna put on a hip hop show in Athens. And I'm gonna bring this cat out. He's gonna do the Who's Got the Props thing. It's gonna be awesome. Um, and so I uh, had never performed before ever. Like I didn't, you know. And Athens didn't really have a vibrant hip hop scene at the time. But I went to the bar where I was working at and like, you know, asked them like, have a hip hop show. There's this really dope cat from Savannah who I'm gonna have come up. It's gonna be great. And they, you know, they. Was, begrudgingly obliged. Was that the hot corner hip hop? That was the hot first yeah, hot okay. corner hip hop I had. Yeah. And I uh That was like two thousand fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna open for him. It's gonna be great. But then I had to like write all the songs. Like I had yeah, written, you like had, I didn't have any material. But I was like, oh it's gonna be fine. I'm gonna you know, write all this material. And then you couldn't come. So I was like, well, fuck it. I guess <laughs> I'm gonna headline my own first show and like put this whole bill together, even though like the whole premise initially has fallen through now. Yeah. Um and uh, eventually you did come play in Athens. Yeah, no, I did. I did. Yes. Um, I think it was the next year I came and played. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, at the Caledonia, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that was... But anyway, then time we started. Flies. I know, time flies. We started playing music a lot together. Yeah. We went on tour through the Southeast, out yeah. to Texas in yeah. 2017. 
Now we are that fucking was, roommates. That was, that was the model minority tour. <laughs> model minority it? tour yeah. back in 2017. And now we are we live together. Yeah, now we live as together. As of like yesterday, two days ago. <laughs> making music and podcasts and yeah, doing yeah. our own individual stuff. Yeah. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you know what? I mean, even this whole conversation we've been having so far is all kind of surface level as far as episode zeros. Oh, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. But anyway, let's, yeah. Okay, so. Athens, Georgia. Let's talk a little bit about Athens, Georgia, because, you know, we might have big ideas, but we live in a small town ish. (laughs) And I think a lot of, you know, people can relate as we consume media that are, you know, produced oftentimes like on the coast like yeah. nah we we regular people we live in a regular town yeah but it's a town with a vibrant i guess you could say like music history and so it's an interesting place to be if you are in hip-hop you know because folks oftentimes know of athens for 
people like, you know, R.E.M. or the B-52s in the 1980s, or like if you're into like, I don't know, can you call it indie rock? I don't even know, I don't know genres outside of hip-hop. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like Neutral Milk Hotel in the 1990s, or like of Mont- Montreal, of Montreal yeah. in the 2000s. I mean, the- shout out to Kishibashi, who's like killing it right now, it's a homie, it's one of the homies. It's definitely one of those towns that's like, has has like a musical pedigree but it does yeah that's a good way to say it yeah 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 though notably we do claim Bubba Sparks is Bubba Sparks from Athens? Bubba Sparks is from Athens yeah Yin Yang Twins went to high school I mean here I, y'all, that sounds cool. like y'all got it made. I mean, just <laughs> just in terms of claiming famous motherfuckers, it sounds yeah, like yeah, y'all yeah. are cool. I mean, not known for his musical talents as much, but Titus Burgess is also uh, from Athens. Yeah, I went to Clark uh, Clark County High School. No, <laughs> uh, Cedar Schultz High School. Go Jags. Um, but it's an interesting. Yeah, it's got this like this musical pedigree, as you yeah. said. But like, not a lot of offerings for hip hop artists up until the current moment. I mean, there's been waves of it over the the decades. Yeah, yeah. My friend Tommy, I was talking about earlier, was like really instrumental in being like the the Trojan horse of hip hop. Because like I said, he's like this shiny, bald headed white guy who like looks good in like a cardigan and like boat shoes. And so they like send them in to the hip to the venues that yeah. were booking rock music like hey you guys can we like have a show here to like ease them into having like black people in their spaces because they were a little like <laughs> how did you get into politics uh so also through hip-hop and that's kind of why i'm so obsessed with that intersection okay. you know i met through one of the hip-hop shows either i was putting on or someone was putting on I met this cat named Tommy Valentine in 2000, I guess 2017 also, right before we went on tour together, um, who was a former hip-hop artist who was running for office. And uh, eventually, like, we talked a lot about the public policy issues that affect people in the hip-hop community, you know, stuff like affordable and reliable access to transportation, childcare, educational opportunities, you know, wages, criminal justice system, all these things that, like, people talk about in their songs and, like, will even impede them from, like, having the opportunity to perform their songs so people can hear their story. Yeah. And so I started to see all these connections and, you know, eventually started working on this campaign, field director, campaign manager, and then through some weird circumstances, I was like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> He's running. I can run. I can just do this. I, like, have nothing to lose. Uh, and I became his running mate and uh, later, you know, 2018 and then one and here I am a year and a half later having previously never thought I was going to be a politician like man I've done (laughs) I've just done too much in this life (laughs) they find me out I'm dead man but uh, here we are doing the thing and so in this this podcast we're going to talk a lot about like that general idea of like the ways that Politics, both like, you know, public policy and then like revolutionary, you know, leftist kind of politics can, you know, uh, what the bearing they have on the hip hop community. And the ways, vice versa. And vice versa. And yeah. vice versa as well. Yeah. Um, the ways that public policy have shaped hip hop. Yeah. And the ways that uh, hip hop shapes public policy and public discourse. And so um, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about a lot. You have been in office for... A little over a year? Year and a half now. Year and yeah. a half. Okay, yeah. okay. So how's that going? Um, it's a struggle. I mean, when you're on the outside, it's so easy to just be mad at the folks with power. Like, why is everything taking so long? But now that I am actually engaging with, like, the gears of power, like the interlocking pieces within the local government, 
I have seen how long things take and kind of appreciate how long things take because like these are millions and millions of dollars we're allocating and they're going to affect the lives of tens of thousands of people. So um, I've definitely had to cultivate some patience with the process um, and learned the art. I'm slowly learning and still frustrated with, but like I'm learning the art of compromise because so many good ideas, really great ideas get watered down based on, you know, just preemptions by state law, a lack of like federal funding for programming, you know, and then just like the will of my other commissioners who don't see the urgency of like improving the conditions in do you a community think, like mine. Do you think it affected your platform at all? Like just the, the realities of how long things take? Um, somewhat. I mean, like I still aspire to like, you know, do things like like increase the stock of affordable housing in my neighborhood. And like, I think there's a lot of criminal justice reform yet to be done. But just like, I think it's expanded the scope and timeline of like what those things are going to happen on. And, uh, and seeing that like piecemeal process is sometimes what you, what you have to, what some, it's just sometimes what you get and remember, remembering to like celebrate when you get little things done as a part of that larger picture because, you know, it is a very large puzzle with a very um, complicated image in the background. <laughs> what is nerd shit to you? Like, what does that mean? We talk about, like, this This podcast is somewhat about nerd life. I don't know what anybody else's definition of nerd shit is. To me, nerd shit is anything that completely has captured your imagination and your interest. Hmm. And something that has captured it so thoroughly that you do not care what anybody's opinion is of of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To give an example, like I was dating a girl who was like much younger than me not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we would be having conversations <laughs> and I would be like talking about like, you know, like movies or, or something like that. And I would be like getting really intricate into it. And I'd like find myself being like, oh shit, you're nerding out. Like, yeah. And I'd, I'd, I'd like feel bad about it. Like, damn, I really kind of just talked her ear off, like nerding out. Right. But then, you know, in reverse, like something would come up that she was interested in that like you totally wouldn't think was like nerdy at all. Like some, I don't even something something mainstreamy right and she would talk selena about it. gomez yeah like like okay that, that's totally not it but i don't know i don't know who that is i just said but, a name but <laughs> let's just say for the sake of example that like she was talking about selena gomez she would start really fucking talking about selena gomez Your eyes like get a little all wide. The, yeah like all, all the minutia and detail and internet stuff and shit it's that like, like nobody a little bit. it's like word <laughs> You are just as passionate about Selena Gomez as any fucking Star Wars fanboy I've ever met in my life. So I appreciate you that. You are a nerd. You I appreciate I mean? that, that is... inclusive definition of nerd. <laughs> you are a nerd. Yeah, about it, a nerdity. You know? Some people are like that about sneakers. Yeah, I know motherfuckers who can tell you like what color the Jordans that came out in '92 are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that, that's nerd shit to me. Like that. You. There's no difference between that and some kid playing magic who can, like, recite to you, you know, like, all, like all the details of some car, power card or some shit. So, to me, that's nerd shit. And, and I'm nerdy about hip-hop, and I'm nerdy about politics. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you, because, like, now that I live with this man, he has the news on, like, every, from what I can tell, every waking moment of every day. It's good background for me. And, but, like, so why politics, though? Why do you give a shit about politics? Well, I mean, 
it's kind of like the intersection of all the things that I'm interested in. It's like show business, but for ugly people. And it's serious. But sometimes it's funny, but that's like a bad thing. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, like I'm, I'm, as far as that aspect of it goes, like, like if you just see me and I'm like drawing or if I'm like working on beats and I have the news on in the background, take it no different than you would if like I had like some Netflix series on the background. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so what's the, what's, fuck it, what's your favorite rap song? My favorite? Don't, I don't want to answer that Oh, come on. No, okay, fine. What are like, okay, I won't even put the pressure of favorite. No, no, it's fine. I have a favorite rap song. I'll say it. I'll say it. Okay, what? So, 
it's probably a toss-up. I'm going to talk about ASAP Rock a lot on this podcast because I'm really obsessed with him, and it's, you know, it's what it is. Yes, Suck I, it. I feel you, I feel you. Suck it. Um, but, uh, shout out to the God. Shout out to the God. Um, love to have you on the show sometime. Um, but, so I like identify as like somewhat like a little bit crazy and off kilter, and so and some I am someone that goes to therapy a lot, and I love it, and I'm a lot better for it. When? So, when? Yo, when you be sneaking. I be sneaking. <laughs> I be sneaking. Uh, nah, I was like, yeah. Anyway, I was there yesterday. It was great. Um, but uh, his song about going to therapy shrunk. Is uh, my favorite hip hop song. Really, it's got a great narrative. Wow. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's like dope. very. It's it's fantastical. Also, it's like very. It's like wild. It's like the the portraits he paints of sitting in the waiting room and like his interactions. It's like going to battle with this like shrink or whatever. Uh, I just find it really entertaining. I, I like that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's. I think that's a good. Um, you know, like an eclectic pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. Like, not too many people are gonna say. ASAP Rock Shrunk is yeah, their favorite. I mean, no. <laughs> it is kind of a really contemporary song too to be like. It is somewhat, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. So that's that's that that lets you know the impact. Well, right back at you. What about your favorite song? My favorite rap song. Um, see, now this one I legitimately have a hard time. Oh, like I didn't, like I'm, I wasn't no, forced I'm, into a corner. Okay, if no, it, it's not as easy when the tables are turned on you. Huh? There could be five. Mr. Nice. There could be like five of them, but if I gotta pick one, D12's "I'll Shit on You." Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell, talk yeah. to me about that. Why? It's just like first of all, when I first started rapping, it was like you know it was one of those early songs that's like oh man, okay now that I'm doing this. And I see how hard it is. And then I would listen, you know, hear that. And it's like, okay, fuck. Like, that, you know what I mean? That was like one of the first songs where it's like, I heard it as like an early rapper and was like, damn, yo. Like, if I get to be the point where I can rap like that, especially like Eminem's, both of his verses on that and his last verse specifically. Is huh. Like, Didn't see that coming to, either. Mm-hmm. But like, I can see it now. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. That's the, <laughs> I accept. It's fine. I, I mean, accept. this isn't on any. It's not on any like deep metaphysical shit. It's just Stop, like, man, a rap song. It reminds me of my dog. I have it over seven, and like no, no, tears no, no, that no, fell no. from my eyes. It's like no, nah, it I'm fucking just, getting hyped up to. It is just. It is a beat in a collection of verses that just to me go so well together that I can listen to it any fucking time, anywhere, any place. We need to talk a little bit about the title of the show. Okay, why? Why is it called this? Okay, well, <laughs> why is it I called am going to ask you this first because what? my okay, my answer is not deep at all. My answer is not deep at all. Well, okay, the way that I experienced it is, ah, shit, at this point it was like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I hit you up. I literally was like, wouldn't it be funny if we were sitting on stage and we had to tell people, hey, we're waiting on reparations. reparations. Yeah. Which is like... We were talking about names for like a, a rap group yeah. or album. And like, that was one of them. And I remember you gave you gave like a list of them. And that was one of them. And I think I liked it, but I didn't say anything to you. So like for months, you were just still kind of like, oh, we haven't picked something. But in my head, I was like, oh, nah, yo, like waiting on reparations cold as shit like we need to go with that so yeah i like it because it's cool and it's a dope ass name the deep the deep thing is 
the idea that, you know, as progressive thinkers, as a part of a uh, burgeoning progressive movement, we're all waiting on something. Yeah. We're all kind of waiting around for what we believe is going to change things. We might have our different policy issues. We might have a sense of communities that we feel are affected that need to be heard and uh, have amends made, you know, for past wrongs for them. And we want to invite people to, like, when we have guests come on, kind of t- have them talk about, like, what are you waiting on? What, are you waiting on criminal justice reform? Are you waiting on marijuana legalization? Fucking hope not. Jesus Christ, 2019, we're still having this conversation in Athens, Georgia. But, like, are you waiting on, you know, like, what are you waiting on? And, like, I, have, I happen to be waiting on reparations uh, for a number of reasons we're going to get into later on in the podcast. But um, we're waiting on reparations. What about you? Freestyle, y'all. Uh. Freestyle. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, if I was going to apply, like, if reparations equal justice and justice equals, you know, like all things dope, then it's like we're waiting on shit to get dope. You know what I mean? Sure, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like for me, that is like, you know, that's that's a hip hop concept. It's like, you know, in hip hop, we we like dope shit. We like doing dope shit. We like seeing dope shit and hearing dope shit. And we like for other people to to enjoy in that dopeness, you know. You want every we want equity dope equity. Dope equity, exactly. Yeah, so you want equity of dopeness. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. Um, but, um Okay. You know, but other than that, it's just some cold blooded shit. Otherwise it's just cold blooded. Rock a mic on it. Uh. Hey guys, can we can we get a beat, please? I feel like rapping. Yeah, 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 waiting on, waiting on, waiting on reparations. Yo, okay. Fuck it, yo. I said that I was gonna freestyle, but I gotta hit it first. But I go and freestyle, don't kick a written verse. Motherfuckers know when I go and spit a word. I go and put a rapper right in a written hearse. Forbidden, going right down the street. Every time I go and swap, yo, that's right where we meet. I take off my cap, then I give you a greet. Any enemy stepping up, then he's meeting the cleats, meeting defeat. Ah, that's a wrestling move. When I'm coming up, test you like I'm testing the groove. I'm just stressing them in. This is my will and testament. Max coming up with Max. Extra men with extra men Fitting in the car like Mexicans These motherfuckers wanna come through I put the X in men And this X you out And you acting like you don't know what I'm just about Ah uh, What you just about About to get it up the top of the donut of this, uh, Nah, I can't, I can't freestyle right now It's just like too weird <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, Let me just try again, a, yeah, yeah Just been written, it's all good We waiting on reparations from here to across the nation And everybody try to come chasing after us I'm have to be like Jason Send you to the rapture, bro. Uh, everybody know that I'm starting rapping stuff off the top of the dome. You know, I'm about to capture like a Dracula. Everybody knows you better pack it up. Right on the microphone, I'm about to smack you up like ooh, your mama did. Ooh. Back when she was being honest with you when you came up in the kitchen with broken dishes. I don't know. I, everybody living in broke conditions. Ah, uh, no, I can't. I can't, um, I can't do um, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, shit. Yo, 
Yo, yo, yo, check it, check it, check it, check it. Try to fool a 16 out. Yo, hey yo, hey yo, you thought cause I'm underground, I don't wanna cut a check. I let these sharp words slide across your fucking neck. Stutter step, any rapper saying that it stuff's the best. Letting death, I don't rap for any of your punks' respect. I'm 30 plus, every day still smoking weed. It took that long for me to figure what I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be hoping that you notice me. Yo, I am the omen, so you know you ain't as dope as me. You a soldier, please, break both your knees. See him tremble. Every time that I approach him sees If not rhymes, where the fuck focus be? I go proceed Stay above <laughs> y'all pussies like ovaries <laughs> Oh, damn Broke MCs Oh, oh rude <laughs> Fucking rude I'm Sorry Rude so, Yo Alright, y'all. We are uh, we are waiting on reparations I am Dope Knife I'm Lingua Franca Hurry we'll up See you next week, yeah Hurry your ass up <laughs> Yeah, hurry up and tune in Waiting on Reparations is a production of iHeartRadio. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.